Welcome to the Unconventional Ministry Podcast. I'm Dennis Weens, your host with Sat7 USA. Each week, I invite a guest to the podcast for a conversation about their fresh ministry idea and their innovative approach. As you listen, let us know how it helps you. Give us a like and be sure to share it with your friends. Again, if you've heard of a fresh idea in ministry, let me know. I'd like to welcome them onto the podcast to explain. My guest today is Dr. Ron Harris, founder and president of Media Alliance International. And Ron has a long history in Christian media in the United States and around the world, starting out, I believe, at First Baptist Church in Dallas and Criswell Communications. You worked at KCBI-FM in Dallas and, of course, in uh, national religious broadcaster circles. You're very well known. And now you're the founder and CEO of Media Alliance International. So, Ron, welcome to the Unconventional Ministry Podcast. Thanks, Dennis. Uh, Good to be with you on this. And, uh, yeah, it's exciting to see what God opens up in these areas of communication and with technology today on ways that we can uh, share the gospel and encourage people, but also uh, introduce many to Jesus Christ. Well, Christian media isn't unconventional. The way Media Alliance International works alongside local media efforts around the world and empowering them is an unconventional approach that we want to learn more about today. And I really appreciate your approach to the indigenous Christian media movements around the world. I learned early on that the best thing I could do was to go into these who God has already called and they're using Christian media and asking them a simple question, how can we help you? <laughs> not, not coming in with a you know, preordained idea of here's what you guys need, but saying what's going to be the best thing we can do that will help you accomplish what God's put on your heart to do. Uh, Dennis, uh, culturally around the world, we work in over 40 different countries. And so every country is different and their cultural backgrounds are different. The right things, the wrong way. Uh, You know, I would have a huge responsibility to try to learn all of those cultures. I just lean upon the people that are already there that God's called out of their own culture and say, okay, you understand that side of it. Let me just bring my experience in media and teams of people, as a matter of fact, to see if we can help you get further down the road. You know, most uh, Western media ministries, it seems, want to export their Western-produced content into the Middle East or around the world, Africa, Asia, ignoring maybe local culture and syntax of local grammar and perceptions of what is being said and perceptions of who is saying it, which can change the, the understanding. You know, if you and I say something in America, but we go say the same thing in the Middle East, it could mean something different to those that listen there and hear it there. So you got to be very, very careful. You know, there's different ways of doing it. And and sometimes it's just absolutely fine for these Western programs to be on some of the programs, particularly if there's a, there's a good feeling about those in the West and they're encouraged by it and there's not a big language difference, but you're right. We have to be sensitive in all of those areas and uh, to make sure that the message that is getting through to the listeners or the viewers is what we intend and it's what God intends. And that's where we have to look to the wisdom and the uh, comfort level of those who live in those countries to help guide us, whether it's a good translation or whether it's guiding us in how we present God's truth. 
you know, most Americans have access to Christian media, but around the world, as we've talked about, really appropriate, culturally relevant, good Christian content produced in their culture and language and, and setting. Are we making progress around the world as you travel to these 40 different areas? Uh, is good Christian content uh, available? I think it is. And I've been excited over these 10 years that we've been with Media Alliance and even prior to that, working with national religious broadcasters to see amazing growth of ministries. Uh, there's one in Albania that when I first met them had one uh, radio station in an old house. And uh, now they have five radio frequencies in one country, two in another. They're ready to add more. They've added a 24-7 television channel in both the countries. And, uh, and it's just exciting to see how they have grown and are putting out so much in the area of Christian content over their airwaves and online and media. Uh, so a lot of places are being very aggressive in those areas, and I'm excited to see that. However, there are other countries where there are many challenges. Uh, we work with people in India, have for over 10 years, and um, there is no Christian radio in India. They will not let them have a broadcast license if they are doing Christian programming. They can have some satellite television channels there. They can put some programs on a secular radio station, and that's fine. But uh, Christian radio is kind of, we know it in the U.S., does not exist in India. And there are other countries like that as well. You know, what's interesting to me is I see the creativity of some of God's media leaders around the world to figure out how do we reach our audience. If we've got a barrier here, how do we get around that in, in a strong way, a positive way, not an illegal way, but how do we utilize today's tools to reach people? And the Internet is giving us enormous opportunities in that area to be able to stream programs, to, uh, to utilize short-form programs or even images with messages on Instagram and a lot of other areas. Uh, it's exciting to see what people are doing to apply what I believe is God's um, reason for this technology in ways to get God's message out. And I was on another Zoom call and uh, they were sharing how in Ukraine there's a pastor that is using he has seven different monitors set up, and he's on seven different uh, social media platforms live, and all of them at the same time interacting with audiences. Just amazing creativity, but again, going by going around roadblocks yeah. to get the message of the gospel out there. So let's uh, turn our attention now. Maybe one more question about global Christian media. As you travel, do other countries tend to follow Western Christian media trends? Or are they establishing their own media trends where they are? Mostly you see them following those who have gone ahead of them. You know, we have a great history of Christian media in the United States. So many will look to that as a pattern. And in a lot of cases, that works exceedingly well. Uh, but others are saying, no, let's, let's kind of start from scratch. Let's erase the blackboard and let's start with what do we think will work in this area? And, um, and I applaud both forms of that. Uh, some can jump right in and they can do programming. You know, one of the interesting things, uh, Dennis, is we can do all the programming we want, but if it does not reach the listener, 
it's not worth anything. Uh, I grew up with, uh, on on the bookshelves of my home growing up, there was Encyclopedia Britannica, big Mm -hmm. black volumes, a whole shelf full of those. They were absolutely worthless until I pulled them down and read them. Somehow we've got to get information, spiritual information, God's truth to people. If we produce wonderful programs, great content, but it does not reach the people, then we really haven't fully accomplished what I believe God's put on our heart to do. So we've got uh, programming. We've got to be clever in how we do it. One of the things that I'm thinking more and more about is marketing. How do we, in Christian programming, market who we are and what we do? If somebody says, I want to have an online radio station, great. If you Google online radio, you'll get over 300,000 responses in about a second and a half with Google. Right. And you go, okay, now what? You know, Christian, okay, you'll still get thousands of those. So how do I reach my audience with an online radio? We've got to learn how to use marketing. And that sounds like a horrible word, you know, kind of a secular thing. But you know what? I think there are good examples in the Bible of marketing. In other words, getting someone's attention and focusing them in on something. Why was there a star in the East that pointed wise men to where Jesus was born? Why were there angels singing in the sky to the shepherds to point those shepherds to where Jesus? It's in a sense, and it's a bit of a stretch, but it's a bit of marketing. It's a bit of saying, hey, I want to tell you about something. I want you to focus on it. Here it is. And so uh, I, I think even though it sounds like a secular, um, you know, trade word, pub, public relations and marketing, those things are pretty essential if we are going to get the attention of the people in our world who really don't care about God's word and somehow no. make them care about it. That's right. And I know what we do in the Middle East and broadcast media and digital, uh, we cover countries, but we find so many uh, audiences within those countries that are still without the gospel, and uh, we're identifying new audiences all the time, especially now with digital and social media platforms. So let's turn now and talk a little bit about Media Alliance International. You saw something 10 years ago that needed to be addressed, and you founded Media Alliance. Just talk to us a little bit about what you noticed, uh, where there was that need, and how you created Media Alliance. I had been working with national religious broadcasters and trying to expand their international work. So it gave me a great opportunity to meet people in various parts of the world and to see what they were doing. And many of them, boy, they had a great heart. They were doing good things. But I thought we have such expertise of people in Christian media. Wouldn't it be great if we could just bring some people along and with a conference or two or three days, share some of the insights and things that we've learned and help those folks get further down the road. They'll need to make the application. They'll need to say, is this culturally okay for us to head in this way? But for us to at least give them the information. And I saw that, and then I I saw two things. One, that yes, they embraced the information. They appreciated it. It helped them. The other thing I saw, Dennis, is that A lot of the people who came together for these conferences knew about each other. They may live within the same region. They did not know each other. And almost every one of them felt like they were all alone. They're by themselves. They're off by themselves. Once they began to come together and realize 
hey, there's somebody doing just what I do, or these people have the same heart I do. That was huge for them. Uh, we had a group, and we brought a bunch of them to the U.S. for a conference. They formed their own group on WhatsApp, and what will pop up there even today will be someone will have a baby, and they'll announce it on WhatsApp to the group, and they'll get the prayers and the amens. Somebody else will have a programming idea. They'll put it on there, and these folks all over the world will say, what a terrific idea. I'm going to see if that will work for me. Somebody else will say, we're having some real challenges with our government or with the authorities that license us. Uh, would you pray? And there'll be instant prayer all over the world for that situation. The building of those relationships has maybe been as important, maybe more important than even the information that we can share with these who are serving the Lord through media around the world. So you're making a lot of connections. Uh, you're also providing education and uh, training, as well as providing um, technical support mm -hmm. as well. Yeah, we do, uh, in a limited way. But uh, many times uh, we'll take what we know and we'll, we'll do a podcast or a video podcast and show how we set up a studio or how we did this. And people will look at that and, and uh, be blessed by it. I have uh, been for almost 10 years now writing what I call a Monday memo. It's uh, basically about a three-minute, four-minute read, uh, and we've turned into videos the last couple of years as well, and it's on leadership, on media, and on spiritual growth, and it's my opportunity in a very brief way on early Mondays to be able to, to pour into a media leader's life something that will help them, encourage them, and hopefully uh, help them walk closer to the Lord even as they lead others in Christian ministry. You know, I was uh, on a call yesterday, and uh, somebody was invited, and uh, we connected, and they heard in a meeting in 1995 the idea of SAT-7 as a Middle East broadcast media model. Uh, Terry Ascott hadn't launched it yet. He was just thinking about it. And uh, he's followed the ministry now for 27 years. I know you follow media trends, and one of them is Sat7. We were together in the Middle East a couple weeks ago. Right. Uh, as you look at Sat7, uh, what are your thoughts in terms of the growth, uh, the impact uh, that Sat7 has? When I was with NRB, in fact, even before I was on, on staff there, through my 30 years or so, maybe longer than that now, I at some point heard about Sat7. And I was intrigued by it. Uh, I heard about the, the channels and then the growing of the channels and then the children's channel and the various language groups. And it, it was just exciting to me to hear uh, the focus of that. And Terry Ascott is kind of a hero to me in, in his uh, dedication to bring that about. It, it was not easy, I know that. But the dedication, the perseverance, uh, that, that long obedience in the same direction, we've heard of that book, um, to see that exemplified in the people at Sat7 is, is phenomenal. And then you're right, I, 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 for years now, have been coming to the gatherings of the network meetings that they've had to learn more about it. Um, I, I want to hear what's going on in the Middle East, what God's doing. And, and if there are ways we can help, we're, we're open to doing that. But mostly I want to come and, and encourage and pray for uh, mentor as we can those who are doing Christian media, whether it's Sat7 or others. But we had an opportunity to be with the folks in uh, Cairo and uh, hold a conference there. Right. Uh, we've enjoyed our times that we've been with the staff in Cyprus 
and at these other gatherings. And we've uh, used some of the Sat7 folks on some video podcasts we have to learn from them how God has drawn them into doing Christian ministry so that others in other parts of the world will see it as well. I just think it's a phenomenal ministry. And the impact of it, we know a little bit. I think later on, we're going to find out the greater impact of sharing God's truth and, as Sat7 says, making God visible in a place where he is somewhat invisible or at least understanding about God's love in in creative ways. I think we're going to learn more and more about how God is using this great ministry. Amen. You've already alluded to it, but I'd like to ask my guests what uh, you think or how would you define partnership? Uh, You do a lot of partnerships around the world. Uh, For our podcast guests, just your thoughts on partnership. I see partnership as a two-way street. I I always learn when I go someplace. Uh, We've done work in India and Ukraine and in um, Thailand and uh, work with media leaders from a number of other countries. I'm always learning. I hope I never stop learning, but I I, I learn not only the, the culture and the challenges, I learn from the people that God has called out. I see their dedication and their faith, and and that's so encouraging to me. And I hope that in that partnership relationship, we'll share the things that God has given us experience in. Uh, We'll sometimes connect people with other people. That's part of the partnership. Um, We'll we'll be able to kind of give validity to a ministry that they may not know about, whether it's Sat7 or our friends in Haiti, Radio 4VEH, that people say, I have never heard of that. And I can say, great ministry. You need to check into it. You need to come alongside it. You need to help. So that's part of it. Uh, it it's a two-way street. What I have learned, it's, it's not us telling them what they need to know. It's coming alongside and saying together, How can we best serve the Lord? And if I've got something that will help you, I want to share that with you. Amen. You talked about your Monday memo. How do people get signed up so they can receive that Monday memo you put out? They can go to our website, which is medialliance.cc. And I'll spell out Media Alliance. It's M-E-D-I-A-L-L-I-A-N-C-E. Only one A in the middle. But medialliance.cc. And there'll be a way right there to sign up for that Monday memo. And uh, it comes out every Monday. That's a clever uh, name for it, isn't it? Monday memo. It is very creative. <laughs> and um, you also do a newsletter. They should sign up for the newsletter as well. They can do that as well on there. Uh, that's right. Yeah. And they'll also notice that you've just published a book. Tell us a little bit about that book, Memoirs of an Ordinary Life Led by an Extraordinary God. Yeah, it, it was fun. It's the memoirs of my life. And, uh, and yet through it, I think people, as they read about it, some of it's funny, some of it's silly, some of it's crazy. Some of it, though, is poignant as we deal with what everybody else in the world deal with. That's challenges in life or decisions in life, but letting God's voice guide us. There's a verse in Isaiah, and that's where the title comes from. It says, There'll be a voice behind you saying, turn left, turn right. This is the way, walk in it. It's God's voice. God wants to guide us. He has a plan for us, it says in Jeremiah 29, 11. He wants to guide us. It says that in this Isaiah verse. And if we listen and follow, then uh, we'll see extraordinary things happen in, like my life, a rather ordinary one otherwise. Uh, it's, it's kind of a fun book for people to read, I hope. I think it is. And yet at the same time, 
um, I believe they'll come away saying, God could guide my life, and I want to listen for his voice. So I encourage you to get on the Media Alliance website um, and learn some of these resources you have. Uh, also, if somebody listening today wants to be involved, get involved with uh, Media Alliance, uh, how are some ways that they can come alongside you? Well, obviously, like any ministry, like Sat7 and the others, prayer is so critical. Um, uh, discernment on our part. Uh, we're a rather small staff. In one sense, we're a small ministry that has uh, leveraged media and our friends around the world for a great impact. Uh, but uh, prayer is essential. Financial is always a good uh, thing that people can do. If God puts it on their heart to support a Christian ministry or support a ministry like ours that's, that's touching base with media all over the world, uh, then that's available on our website as well. And then there are some who are professionals in Christian media that if you have a desire to help, sometimes we can get you plugged in. We ask our instructors to pay their own way on a trip, and uh, then once they get there, we take care of them. But uh, it's their mission outreach to Christians and media around the world. And we've had scores of people who've gone with us through the years, and they absolutely love it. Some of them, they keep saying, when's the next one? When's the next one? And right. it's, a, it's a great opportunity. So those are some of the various ways people can be involved with Media Alliance. So I encourage you to get on the Media Alliance website. It's media, ends in an A, and alliance starts with an A, but there's only one A in the middle, mediaalliance.cc, and uh, read about all these partnerships around the world that Media Alliance is doing, and look for ways that you can be involved in their uh, very important ministry uh, around the world, helping strengthen the church around the world. So, Ron, thank you for joining us here on the Unconventional Ministry Podcast. Thank you, Dennis. Great opportunity to visit with you, and thank you for all that you've done through the years uh, both with uh, Sat7, but even in your own personal life and the ministry work that, that has gone on. So I enjoy our friendship. Thank you. In our changing world, there are more ways than ever to do ministry. Sat7, as a broadcast media ministry, is changing how ministry is done. Through innovative approaches, collaborative efforts, broadcast satellite television, web streaming, and social media, Sat7 is making a difference. Visit SAT7 online today at sat7usa.org to learn ways you can be a part of this kingdom work. If you've enjoyed this conversation, please share it with your friends. If you know of an unconventional ministry approach, please introduce us. We'd like to have them on as guests. Thank you again for joining this episode of the Unconventional Ministry Podcast. Mm-hmm.